This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 16th. A 19-year-old was injured in an ATV crash near Highway O. Trevin Reynolds of Camden was driving a black four-wheel ATV on a dirt trail when the ATV traveled over a steep incline and rolled forward onto the driver. Reynolds sustained moderate injuries and was transported by Midmo EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. There may be a new catamaran competitor at shootout this year, and its massive V16 engines are bound to make an impression. JBS Racing, 42-foot MTI catamaran currently competing at Lake of the Ozark shootout. JBS Racing will be the first time an active Class 1 race boat team has run in shootout. And mini shootout is almost here and racers are ready to tear up the water. These mini boat racers will be speeding these miniature race boats across the water August 20th and 21st at Haha Tonka Cove. The mini boats really can hum and these races feature nearly as much excitement as shootout itself. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It's uh, off and running for the Cardinals. They're in a tight battle for first place with Milwaukee right now. And the Cardinals, after taking yesterday off, open a three-game home series against Colorado today. So they'll have three games against the Rockies at home, and then the Redbirds hit the road to play at Arizona next weekend. As for the Royals, no off days this week. They opened a three-game series on the road at Minnesota yesterday. They continue that today. Then after they're done with the Twins, they head to Tampa to take on the Rays in a four-game series over the weekend. Now, the Chiefs, of course, into the fourth week of training camp. They lost that preseason opener Saturday in Chicago. They uh, really looked good when they had uh, Mahomes and the starters in there. Led it 14 to nothing at halftime. So the Chiefs gearing up for preseason game number. Number two, that'll be this Saturday against Washington. They'll kick that off at Arrowhead at 3 o'clock. Now, the new buyers of the Denver Broncos are spending a record amount to buy that team. Uh, How much is an NFL team worth these days? Well, they're buying the Broncos for $4.5 billion. That is a new high for a North American sports team. As for college football, the AP preseason poll is out. Alabama sits at number one. They're followed by Ohio State, defending national champion Georgia, 
Clemson and Notre Dame round out the top ten. Mizzou, they will open the season on Thursday, September 1st, at home against Louisiana Tech. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see him every day, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you six local Lake Area shows. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too, with over 40,000 followers on Facebook. Make sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. And streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. What does the Bible say about leadership? 1 Peter 5.3 puts it this way, Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. The early church saw Roman conquerors leading by violence and the Pharisees leading by commandments, and they wanted no part of it. Worldly leaders lead by force. We see it in foreign dictators. We see it in international terrorism. Unfortunately, we see it in the wheeling and dealing of our own politicians. Biblical leaders, however, lead by doing right and encouraging others to join and follow. The question is what believers ought to believe. Jesus called his disciples to this new kind of leadership in Matthew 20:25, saying, You know that the leaders of the Gentiles lorded over them, but it shall not be among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer.
share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Well, we had to kayak the whole way in, but we made it here this morning. 808, about uh, 68 degrees in Osage Beach as we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. And as most of you in the Lake area know, we uh, did get pummeled by Mother Nature. And, you know, it would be nice if we could just figure out a way to get a slow, steady rain when we need it. But these uh, torrential downpours have caused uh, a number of issues on the way in this morning as I was traveling down uh, Highway 54. Uh, There were a lot of areas where the water had pooled up, and it was causing some issues. Uh, I did see one accident on the way in just before I got to the Grand Glaze Bridge, and apparently a vehicle there had hydroplaned and uh, was facing the other direction. They had uh, law enforcement, uh, fire and rescue on the scene. I don't know if they've had an opportunity to clear that vehicle off yet. Uh, It's been uh, probably over an hour or so ago. But uh, there is a flash flood warning in effect. I did see the uh, folks from Miller County Emergency Services. They have issued a flash flood warning until 1 o'clock for uh, northern Camden County, southern Miller County, northern Pulaski County. And, uh, again, it says here at about 6.58 this morning, central daylight time, Doppler radar indicated thunderstorms producing heavy rain across the Warren area. Between one and three inches of rain have fallen. We can talk about that in the second hour this morning if you've got any stories to tell as far as how much precipitation you've received in your neck of the woods. And you can call the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. That number is good any time that we are live from 8 until 10 as part of the daily show. But uh, that's something that we can talk about in the 9 o'clock hour. We're also going to mention Salman Rushdie. I don't know if you had heard... Uh, But he was giving a speech, I believe it was in New Jersey, and uh, someone uh, got up on stage. Uh, I I think it might have either been New York or New Jersey. Anyway, we'll talk about that later on as well, and anything else that is on your mind, we'll open up the phone lines to you and uh, give you an opportunity to uh, tell us what's on your mind this morning. As far as the weather forecast is concerned... Again, we are looking for that rain today. Showers, uh, possibly some thunderstorms. Uh, They say about one to two inches of rain is expected. Locally heavy rain possible. We've already endured some of that. We'll hit a high of about 71. 71 in August is not a bad thing. Rain early tonight, then remaining cloudy with uh, showers overnight, a low of 64. Partly cloudy in 82 tomorrow. Sunny in 84 on Thursday. Sunny in 86 on Friday. Morning thunderstorms, a possibility on Saturday, otherwise a high of 86. Isolated thunderstorms on Sunday and a high of 83 degrees. Again, we are at about uh, 68 degrees here in, uh, make it 67 degrees now in Osage Beach. And uh, as we take a peek at what's going on at uh, Bagnell Dam, lake level at 659.41, river level at 554.16, and the surface water temp is 82 degrees. I would imagine that's probably going to go down maybe a little bit more. We'll have uh, 80, 81 by tomorrow, and we'll see where it goes uh, after that. But uh, again, lots to uh, concern yourselves with. If you're headed out this morning, just take your time and uh, be aware that uh, normally where you would encounter water pooled up on the roadways, it's probably there still in some form or fashion. 
So uh, just take your time. Give yourself uh, plenty of time to get where you're going. If you are running a little late, don't uh, try and beat the uh, beat the clock, as they say. Just uh, take it nice and slow. And I don't think the boss will be mad if you're late this morning, considering the weather conditions. 8.12 is our time. It's great to have Agent Tyler Brown back with us from the Missouri Department of Conservation. He... Uh, He's uh, doing well. We talked a little bit about uh, uh, where he was and what he's been doing, and if he feels like talking about it a little bit, that's up to him. But uh, it's good to see him back in uniform, back doing his job, taking care of uh, the folks that live here in the state, visitors as well, the wildlife, and and doing all of that. Uh, How are you this morning? Doing well, KB. It is Good to be back. Well, it is, definitely. I mean, uh, you're out for a while. Do you want to tell folks uh, a little bit about what happened? Oh, yeah. You were kind of injured on the job, and it was, uh, well, you know, I had reached out to you, and I didn't hear back from you, and then uh, I got uh, some information from a few folks, and it was kind of a a little scary time for you there. Yeah. um, I guess the key takeaway is is don't play with fire, (laughs) especially when there's gasoline involved. Right, right. Uh, you live and you learn. If you know, Dad always told me growing up, if you're gonna be stupid, you better be tough. <laughs> uh, so had a little little fire incident and and uh, got some, oh, got some, I guess evidence still to prove that. But yeah. uh, doing well, back in the saddle, Good. back on duty. Good. It is great to see you back in the studio with us. And uh, of course, uh, we have Tyler on as a regular guest to uh, tell us about uh, things that are going on. Uh, with the Missouri Department of Conservation. In particular, we wanted to take some time and focus a little bit on uh, just exactly what it is that we've uh, got going on here in the state of Missouri and some things that uh, uh, you can uh, do and enjoy while you're here at the Lake of the Ozarks and tell your friends and family when they come down uh, where to go, what to uh, do, and uh, some places where you can visit. So we kind of wanted to focus on that this morning. But uh, I know, Tyler, we are very fortunate to live where we live and have what we have. And uh, certainly it is, uh, it's just an added bonus living here at the Lake of the Ozarks because we have so many of the modern conveniences. Uh, But we do still get to enjoy nature on a uh, pretty grand scale. I I know that uh, uh, over in Lake Ozark, uh, where I'm at right now, uh, the deer have no fear of the vehicles. <laughs> that just, is that is very true. Yeah, <clears throat> they're just laying by the side of the road, and they're like, uh, "Nothing to see here. Keep going." Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing <laughs> to to see. I guess some of the folks from the bigger city areas come down, and it just it blows their mind. Yeah. You know, they just light up to see the wildlife and to see um, how plentiful it is yeah. in such a. I mean, we're not an urban area, but we're we're a developed area yeah. at Lake of the Ozarks. There's plenty of plenty of structure and and development, and for them to just see the wildlife and be able to see it that close and that personal, mm-hmm. uh, just it kind of blows them away. Now that can lead to trouble in some some instances. Yeah, it, it really does. And I think one of those instances is when you talk about people that uh, see the deer and uh, they're like, they're worried that the deer aren't getting enough to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We generally do not have a problem with deer finding food. Yeah. Um, so supplemental feeding isn't really necessary. Uh, it tends to create more issues that, you know, down the road, um, neighbors get upset because the, 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 uh, the flowers and the landscaping get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the yard gets torn up with hoof prints and um, 
a little bit later this fall, the bucks are in there rubbing their antlers on trees that they just planted this spring. Uh-huh. So um, artificially attracting them is not really necessary in this area. I saw a beautiful, I was out walking the dog last night, and I saw a beautiful 10-point buck. And he, I would say, was no more than about uh, 25 feet from where I was standing. And just as long as they don't move, then lightning doesn't really give them the time of day. And uh, we're, he's more interested in, in sniffing what's going on. But uh, they are there, folks. And so a lot of these lake roads and various places where you go, you just need to, again, slow down and be cognizant to deer and uh, all the other ki- uh, kinds of wildlife that we have uh, in our area. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story about the capybara that uh, was out running loose. I did, yeah. <laughs> I had uh, had several calls about it. Um, it's actually the second time that it's it's been... I guess kind of a wall. Right. In the last six or eight months, I had a call from, uh, I believe it was the the lady who owned it <clears throat> when it got loose the first time, and uh, you know she had said it got loose and was hoping that we could help her trap it. And sure. you know I don't, I don't know a lot about <laughs> capybara. <laughs> it's not really one of those things we learn about in the academy. Yeah. Um, we cover a lot of native wildlife, but capybara didn't come across the desk at that time i think they're a little bit more (laughs) native to uh, the southern portion of the united states i know some people down there uh they're like giant rats yes yes and uh some people like them some people don't and uh, like a lot of other things uh even the occasional armadillo people eat them (laughs) oh i didn't know that well hopefully i I think i did see that the rightful owner had found it Mm. and it has been secured so hopefully no no local residents right. want to uh, try to barbecue. Yeah, a capybara. You see them on a skewer over an open yeah. fire. <laughs> that would not be. That would not be good. Well, I got to tell you, I, I'm sure you folks get a lot of calls regarding wildlife of all different uh, sizes and shapes, and uh, certainly like uh, baby deer and things like that. What do you recommend if someone encounters a baby deer or if the deer is injured? Yeah, so specifically when it comes to baby deer, um, May and June is when we'll start getting those calls. Right. Almost almost always that deer is not abandoned. Yeah. That little fawn uh, is not abandoned. What mama does is she'll she'll put the fawn in, in what she feels is a safe place, um, and she'll leave it. Yeah, She will go away. She will feed. She will rest. She'll lay down, and she'll come back uh, later on, either that day or in the middle of the night or at evening. Um, I've seen it been over 24 hours before she comes back. Yeah. And that fawn is, is perfectly fine sitting there. Um, a lot of folks get concerned because they don't see an adult deer around right. or, you know, maybe the fawn was in the shade in the morning, but now it's in the sun and it's just laying there and it, it's not moving well. you got to remember, um, they don't have any real, the you know, they can't get away from a predator. So they're only... Um, safety strategy is just to lay still Mm. and try not to move so if they're not moving they're not attracting predators so always 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 leave those things alone if you're concerned you can call us and um we'll we'll kind of walk you through it ask some questions how long it's been there things like that what's what's it acting like but we would never recommend you to to pick it up and take it in right right that is certainly defeating the purpose unfortunately Mother Nature, uh, even though she uh, dumps a lot of rain on us like she did today, she's also kind of the guide when it comes to uh, animals that live and animals that die. That is true. You know, and um, 
just leading leading back into the the fawns that seem abandoned, even the ones that um, don't look like they're the healthiest or uh, just you know maybe they look injured. Even if that's the case, mama deer is going to give that that animal the best chance possible. Absolutely. Even even the best human care, mama can still um, take care of that baby better than we can. So we almost always try to leave them where they're at and and hope mama takes it back. Mm-hmm. And if not, then we can, we can figure it out from there. We talk about seeing wildlife, and that is obviously something that you will see in some of the uh, parks that we have around the area, uh, some of the nature areas. Uh, there's so much in our area. Uh, including, you know, a lot of the great attractions for people to go to and enjoy. But uh, the state parks that we have in the Lake of the Ozarks area are some of the finest you will find anywhere in the state. And I guess maybe we could talk about uh, Hahatanka because for years uh, my family has been going there and uh, we uh, we like to hike. They've got plenty of trails uh, of, of varying degrees, if it's something easy, if it's something a little harder. But, uh, again, the beautiful spring, the castle, there's so much to see and even the opportunity to fish, if you like. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think, uh, I don't know if it still is, but at least at one time, Hahatanka was Missouri's most visited state park. Right. And I, I wouldn't, it would not shock me if it still is. You know, it's a beautiful place. Uh, Department of Natural Resources does a great job in promoting it and managing it and getting folks in there. The trails are are great. Um, you know, you, you you talked about kayaking earlier, kayaking your way in here. Right. Um, the Big Niagara River Trail starts up near Tunnel Dam and the Whistle, right. and and floats all the way down the Niagara River and ends at Hahatonka. Um, they've they've actually started doing some uh, kayak rentals out at Hahatonka, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so you can rent your life jackets and kayaks and paddle around the cove there paddle up to the spring go fishing um maybe paddle up to the cave that's just a little farther up the niangua arm um but it's it's just a neat neat place the missouri department of conservation has obviously had a uh, uh, a lot to do with the care of the hahatanka what about the castle because i know the castle is really starting to show its age with uh, the weathering uh going through all the seasons the heat the humidity the freezing cold uh, days like today where we've got a lot of rain is that something that uh, mdc kind of monitors so or? um ha is actually managed by the department of natural resources which is going to be separate from department of conservation so state parks are separate from conservation areas so right. like uh, fiery fork would be something conservation department manages ha would be something um, department of natural resources manages so we're a little bit separate we have a lot of the same ideas and goals, but um, DNR actually manages the state park. Just yeah. now, on the castle specifically, just from what I understand and what I've heard, I don't. I think you know it's all hands off at this point. I remember when I was young, we used to be able to go in there and and kind of walk around the remaining structure, um, but it's all sealed off as far as people getting in there and and being able to do anything yeah. on the structure at this point. I. I thought at one time they were talking about trying to shore some of that up so uh-huh. that, um, you know, at least stabilize it for, you know, as far as we could see into the future. But right, right. Um, I'm not sure where that stands now. I know there was also plans on, you know, paving uh, uh, Dry Hollow Road. 
to cut through from five to Ha Ha mm-hmm. and I think that was the park was involved in that, and somehow, and I, I don't think that ever came to fruition. So no, it's still gravel. Last time yeah. I was out there, it was it, it, it's still a gravel road. But uh, you, you mentioned Fiery Fork. Where is that? And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Fiery Fork, it's um, it's actually the biggest conservation area that we've got in Camden County. It's out, if you go out to Greenview uh-huh. and head north on Highway 7 towards Climax Spring, uh, it's about 10 miles out there on your left-hand side, turn on Granger Road. Um, it's a couple thousand acres of hunting, fishing, camping, um, hiking. The Little Niangle River flows through fiery fork so you could put in above fiery fork and float down to it um, or you could put in at fiery fork and it's just a short float down to like the j road bridge mm-hmm. um, on the little niagara arm of lake of the ozarks uh, again campsites uh, they've got some privies out there fire rings uh, it's just a good it's a nice area plenty of shade um, plenty plenty of things to do as far as hunting seasons it does get a little busier in those hunting seasons right. but as far as this time of year it's a great place you could take a picnic basket go down to the river you know throw your blanket out on the gravel bar and just enjoy the whole entire day and and not have to spend a dime right, right. you know completely free to use um take your lunch take your lunch take your beverages take the dogs take the kids leave the kids <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever your preference time, right if you just need to use it as a place to uh just to get away exactly relax and enjoy now you mentioned beverages uh, what uh what does that constitute when you talk about beverages because i know sometimes folks like to go and when they're out there if it's a hot day maybe have a nice cold beer i'd don't know how all of that works yeah yeah no that's perfectly fine um you know we we don't intend for our conservation areas to be used as a party spot, mm. um, but as long as you're there enjoying the resource, you know, in the campground or, or you're down swimming in the river, um, passing through on a float trip, then that's perfectly fine um, to just go down there as a bunch of bunch of kids or college kids and, and just throw a party, a barn burner. Um, that's something that we wouldn't condone. Um, other than that, though, you know, responsibility goes a long ways, and as long as you're not messing things up for everyone else then um have at it and enjoy what about uh open burning what if somebody wants to make a, a bonfire how does that uh, how does that work out? so the the rules on our conservation areas are that fires have to be contained in in a designated area and those right. designated areas are the fire rings that we provide mm-hmm. so at every every um designated campsite is a designated fire area therefore um, like if you're down on the river swimming fishing whatever you can't just build a fire down there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks don't understand the importance of that rule, but based on my experience, what happens, KB, is they'll build the fire, and then by the end of the day, end of the night, they're throwing trash into it. Mm-hmm. Well, some of that trash is metal. Some of that trash is glass. And then you got all that rubbish left over in what turned out or, you know, what started as something innocent, just a little fire on the, on the gravel bar. Well, now it's full of burned trash. So that's what we try to stay away from. Um, so fires on conservation areas have to be contained to the designated fire rings. And uh, I guess, uh, are there areas where people can uh, grill if they want? Uh, do you have any of the grills set yes. up there? Or? Yeah, those fire rings double as, it's kind of like a lot of state park campgrounds. Um, so you can flip the, the little grill grate over the fire pit. That's all built in. Um, I would recommend cleaning and sanitizing before you throw meat on there. But yeah. I've seen a lot of 
seen a lot of things happen to those that I probably wouldn't cook on them, but <laughs> maybe lay some tinfoil down first. Good idea. A cooking tip, uh, tip rather, from uh, Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of uh, Conservation. Is there anything else that people need to remember when they are enjoying their time there at Fiery Fork or any of the other places? Yeah, you know, we've got a lot of areas. Fiery Fork, um, Toronto Springs is kind of on the opposite end of the county over towards Richland. Right. Um, it provides some camping, hiking opportunities, floating. Um, there's a little stream there. Um, not really a float stream, but um, you could get in there and wet wet your whistle and mm-hmm. play around. Um Main things are just a lot of common sense stuff. Um, dogs are, are supposed to be leashed. Um, most of the time when they're off a leash, it's because someone's down there by themselves. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's just a friendly reminder. Hey, you're you're technically supposed to have your dog on a leash. I got you. I got you. Um, no problem there. The when, when everything becomes, an, when it becomes an issue is when you get multiple dogs down there and, you know, one's off a leash and one's on a leash and then, you know, you just never know what happens. Sure. So uh, just common sense stuff. Burn burn in the fire rings. Don't drive in non-graveled areas. Um, um, don't be don't be leaving your trash behind. That's actually a really, really big problem yeah. on our conservation areas. It's not so much in the state parks um, because a lot of them have uh, dumpsters. What we found throughout history with conservation areas are they're so secluded and so far out which is great for for people wanting to get away to camp and hunt and fish uh, but they're so so far out and so secluded that if we provide a trash receptacle it gets filled up by other people just in the surrounding area sure. that will come and dump trash there. i've got you um, but that's a that's a big one is if you bring it take it with you um pack in will, pack out yep people yeah. leave a lot of trash behind Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to keep him around for a little bit longer to talk some more about uh, some of the areas that you might be interested in visiting. If you live here at the lake, if you're new to the lake and you don't know where all the fun spots are, we're going to talk more with Agent Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Right now, let's uh, get an information update. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris, the master of disaster from Lake TV. He'll give us an update on sports. Your phone calls are welcome this morning on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. If you've got a question for Tyler about uh, maybe something regarding uh, a little wildlife that it's uh, made its way into your neck of the woods and you want to know what to do or not to do, we can uh, address that on the backside of our information break right here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 16th. A 19-year-old was injured in an ATV crash near Highway O. Trevin Reynolds of Camden was driving a black four-wheel ATV on a dirt trail when the ATV traveled over a steep incline and rolled forward onto the driver. Reynolds sustained moderate injuries and was transported by Midmo EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. There may be a new catamaran competitor at shootout this year, and its massive V16 engines are bound to make an impression. JBS Racing, 42-foot MTI catamaran currently competing at Lake of the Ozark shootout. JBS Racing will be the first time an active Class 1 race boat team has run in shootout. 
and mini shootout is almost here and racers are ready to tear up the water. These mini boat racers will be speeding these miniature race boats across the water August 20th and 21st at Haha Tonka Cove. The mini boats really can hum and these races feature nearly as much excitement as shootout itself. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new products, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It's uh, off and running for the Cardinals. They're in a tight battle for first place with Milwaukee right now. And the Cardinals, after taking yesterday off, open a three-game home series against Colorado today. So they'll have three games against the Rockies at home. And then the Redbirds hit the road to play at Arizona next weekend. As for the Royals, no off days this week. They opened a three-game series on the road at Minnesota yesterday. They continue that today. Then after they're done with the Twins, they head to Tampa to take on the Rays in a four-game series over the weekend. Now, the Chiefs, of course, into the fourth week of training camp. They lost that preseason opener Saturday in Chicago. They uh, really looked good when they had uh, Mahomes and the starters in there. Led it 14 to nothing at halftime. So the Chiefs gearing up for preseason game number. Number two, that'll be this Saturday against Washington. They'll kick that off at Arrowhead at 3 o'clock. Now, the new buyers of the Denver Broncos are spending a record amount to buy that team. Uh, How much is an NFL team worth these days? Well, they're buying the Broncos for $4.5 billion. That is a new high for a North American sports team. As for college football, the AP preseason poll is out. Alabama sits at number one. They're followed by Ohio State, defending national champion Georgia, Clemson and Notre Dame round out the top 10. Mizzou, they will open the season on Thursday, September 1st at home against Louisiana Tech. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see him every day, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you six local lake area shows. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too, with over 40,000 followers on Facebook. Make sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. 
Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy, much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. 838, yes, indeed, we are looking at about 68, 69 degrees right now. And looking for a high today of around 71, I will tell you that uh, we are watching the radar as we speak. And, uh, again, a nice little cell has kind of parked itself over the uh, uh, city of uh, Camdenton, Osage Beach area. But it is moving out. looks like uh, we're starting to kind of get out from under that just a little bit. We'll watch that make its way out of the area throughout uh, the rest of the morning and maybe some light rain this afternoon, but uh, it uh, could be replaced by more activity that we're watching moving out of Kansas right now, central and northern Kansas, seeing some activity. Uh, The body we're watching in our state is moving to the uh, southeast, and what we're watching as far as uh, moving through Kansas, pushing a little bit more in an easterly direction. Uh, It is building uh, just a bit as it starts to make its way a little closer. This is a time-lapse radar, so they are essentially showing us what it's uh, like now and then uh, how it is going to be as it gets a little closer uh, to us here. At this point, what we're watching back into portions of Kansas looks like it uh, may stay to the north of us, but we still have the potential for some showers, for some thunder uh, storms uh, in a high of 71, as I said. That rain chance at 100%.
It drops down to about 70% tonight. Steady rain this evening. Showers continuing overnight. And uh, an overnight low of 64. Partly cloudy and 82 tomorrow. Sunny and 84 on Thursday. Sunny and 86 on Friday. Some uh, showers and thunderstorms possible on Saturday morning. Otherwise, a high of 86. Isolated thunderstorms on Sunday and a high of 83. And that rain chance really, as far as uh, the weekend goes, uh, close to 50% on Saturday, about uh, 35 to 40% on Sunday. And it looks as though that rain may continue into the start of the new week on the 22nd. Rain possible about 35 to 40 percent with some scattered thunderstorms on the day. But uh, really some decent weather. I mean, I don't see anything here that really indicates that uh, we'll be anywhere out of the low to mid 80s, possibly some upper 80s, depending on how things go. Uh, But, of course, this is the extended outlook, and that can change in an instant. We know how that goes. As far as um, any watches or warnings, obviously, if you live around a low water crossing, a stream, a creek, uh, they are going to be, uh, well, overflowing their banks in a lot of instances. And so the uh, word that we have here from the National Weather Service, um, a flash flood warning in effect until about 1 o'clock this afternoon, uh, parts of northern Camden County, southern Miller County, northern Pulaski County, and again, that is until about uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon. So as they say, turn around, don't drown. Our guest is Agent Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation. We're talking about some of the places where you can go, and in a lot of cases, uh, it doesn't cost you a dime to uh, go and just relax and recreate here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. If you have friends and neighbors, maybe a great place for you to take them and, uh, I don't know, just uh, just take some time and relax and enjoy the beauty of the lake area. Uh, we were talking about uh, a couple of different places. Uh, this uh, Toronto... Toronto Springs. Toronto yeah. Springs. Toronto Springs. It's it's located out off of A Road uh-huh. towards Richland. Sure. Uh, it's it's not quite as big as Fiery Fork, but it offers a lot of the same opportunities. Um, got a couple of campsites. One thing to mention on um, on our conservation areas, all of it is primitive camping. Right. So we don't have um, we don't have any upgraded campsites like in some of the state parks around here and and throughout the state. So uh, you won't find any electricity. You won't find uh, paved camp pads. Uh, it's all just going to be primitive camping. There are places you can pull a camper in there and park them, but mm-hmm. um, you're not going to have access to water or electricity or no anything hookups. like that. No hookups. Yeah. And then, of course, that also means that you don't want to leave anything behind with your camper either. Uh, right. Yeah. Don't. Uh, don't <laughs> I don't think we have to get into. Yeah. That don't too, pop too the lid detail. off on your way out. <laughs> yeah. But no. Yeah. There's there's ample opportunity for that stuff, and I think one of the things I enjoy of uh, with conservation areas over state parks is that more primitive aspect mm-hmm. your our state parks are great and i love camping out and we camp several times a year um over at palmy in the state parks one thing about the conservation areas is it gives you that total disconnect you know both of those places i mentioned uh fiery fork and toronto very 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 limited cell service you know you've got to be in the exact right spot and you have to stand on your right leg, not your left leg. You know, one of those deals. So it gives you that complete disconnect to just go out there for a day, spend four, five, six hours, and, and not worry about anything. And that's probably something that you want to keep in mind as well if there is an emergency situation. Yes, absolutely. Um, and certainly if you have anybody that's in your group that might require some sort of uh, 
supervision or medical care. If you want to take them, uh, probably a good idea to uh, plan ahead and make sure you have everything you need. Correct. Yeah. Yep. It is uh, definitely uh, a, a fun opportunity, but uh, you don't want to find yourself, uh, as they say, I don't know if this is the right uh, terminology to use uh, on a day like today, but up the creek without a paddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially in a downpour. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there are other areas, I'm sure, around uh, the lake. We mentioned Fiery Fork, the uh, Toronto site. Uh, what are some other places or where are some other places that people can go? Yeah, so just lo- uh, specific to local areas we've got all the all the conservation boat ramps like shawnee bend and uh, larry gale we've got brown bend up near edwards and climax springs so if you got a boat um or you got family coming in that's got a boat we've got all those public launch places Mm -hmm. doesn't cost you a thing Um, take your boat launch it park your vehicle feel safe that it's in a in a nice area that um, you can trust to leave it there uh, Miller County's got opportunities just just as good as Camden as mm. far as conservation areas. Saline Valley conservation areas, five or six thousand acres of hunting, fishing, swimming, camping. Um, again, it's got uh, some privies, campsites, creek access to take the kids down and go swimming. Uh, ample opportunities for hunting and fishing. So, um, just another another good option. That's you know if you live in. Osage Beach, it's 40 minutes to get there. Um, not a not a long ways, but still out far enough that yeah. um, you're you're being able to connect with nature. Do you recommend if people have a big group that they call the Missouri Department of Conservation ahead of time and uh, reserve an area? Is that something that can be done? And if so, how do you do that? Yeah, so we actually don't take any reservations for campsites. It's all first come, first serve. Right. If your intentions are to camp as one group, um, if if your campsite or group has more than 10 individuals, mm-hmm. um, then you'll have to apply for what's called a special use permit, and those are out of our Camdenton office for all the local areas. Yeah. Um, we issue those out of the Camdenton office. It's just a matter of paperwork. It doesn't it, it doesn't cost anything. It's it's easy to get. We almost always tell people yes um, on those special use permit applications. Uh, it's just a matter of us being able to maybe provide some extra patrol if we know there's going to be a group of 20 down right, there right. or or something like that. And what is you you uh you uh, bring up another interesting question. How how often do uh do you folks get through there and kind of keep an eye on things? Uh do do you have like a, a if you have a particular area much like law enforcement that you patrol, then uh, you'll probably be in there at least once twice a day something like that? Yeah, so <clears throat> we try to get through all of our conservation areas as often as possible Mm -hmm. now um that that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be through there every day we differ conservation agents differ from park rangers in that you know we we are assigned a whole county versus being assigned to one or two state parks Mm -hmm. um so we have a, a larger area to patrol we patrol private ground as well as conservation areas and public ground you know we've got River boats, lake boats, kayaks, so we're out on the water as well as on, on land patrolling. So um, we don't we don't patrol them probably as much as a as a park ranger would a state park. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, our our county deputies in in uh, the lake area, Camden, Miller, Morgan County, those deputies do a great job of getting through our conservation areas 
um, making a lap through there, checking things out, making sure things aren't out of control. Everything's everything's going well. Everyone's behaving. They do a great job of providing a little extra patrol through there besides us. You know, there's only one or two conservation areas in each county in the state. So uh, it's Peyton and, and myself here at the lake in Camden County. So we, it, we're, we're spread out, you know. We've got plenty to do and um, not necessarily enough guys to do it. So, so you're it, looking for uh, looking for help? Oh yeah, all the time, yeah. all the time. We've got uh, we've got another academy class going to be coming up next year. I think applications are still open for it. If uh, if that's something you're interested in and becoming a conservation agent, uh, check it out. You can go to our website at uh, www.m as in Mary, right. D as in David, C as in Charles mdc.mo.gov and find applications there what are uh, you know somebody's listening right now what are some of the basic uh, prerequisites to become an agent for the Missouri Department of Conservation so uh, the main prerequisite for for being an agent is we require a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. um, that used to be a little more specific we used to require a bachelor's in criminal justice or something science related biology things like that um, now we have we've changed that requirement to just any bachelor's degree. So it could be a bachelor's degree in political science or, um, you know, meteorology, whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. As long as it's a bachelor's degree and you're interested in becoming a conservation agent, we'll accept your application and, and look you over for the academy. Well, if you uh, enjoy the outdoors, this is certainly a great way to uh, have a job, make money, and uh, get out there and, uh, and, and you know, I, I, I guess uh, another thing that uh, you do is you interact with the public all the time, and that's got to be rewarding. It is. It is. So one of, the, one of the best things about what we do is the different people we get to meet. You know, we, we get to meet all walks of life out there hunting. We get to meet the local people um, that are using Fiery Fork in Toronto Springs. We get to go out on the lake and patrol and make sure people aren't keeping too many crappie and get to meet all the people from, you know, I've checked people on fishing on Lake of the Ozarks. They're from obviously all the surrounding Midwest States. I've checked people from Hawaii, Alaska, Florida, all right here at Lake Mm -hmm. of the Ozarks and getting to interact with those people is just amazing. When you meet someone from out of the area and certainly from as far away as Alaska or Hawaii, what are some of the comments they make about coming to the lake? Uh, is it something where they're just amazed by the opportunity? Because I, I know in certain states they don't really have uh, all of the opportunities we do here. That's correct. Uh, most of the time, for for the non-residents that we interact with, uh, that are just first-time visitors to Lake of the Ozarks, uh, they're just absolutely mind blown. Yeah. At the beauty, um, at all the opportunities that they have, at um, you know the restaurant scene, the um, stuff to do for the kids, you know, the, the, um, I'm, a, I'm losing my, losing my train <laughs> of thought, the, the jungle gym at, on the strip. Um, you're talking about, uh, neon, t- uh, not neon, taco, uh, no. taco shuckers. Uh, yeah. Right next door, the, the big high rope course. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, so uh, plenty of opportunity for the kids and then the outdoor recreation, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can walk down and rent a boat in five minutes. Yeah. Um, you can buy your fishing permit on your phone and be out on the dock catching fish that you've never caught before in five minutes. Yeah. So they're just always amazed at the, the amount of opportunity the lake area provides and the diversity yeah. that it provides. And on the other end of that, as someone who has to enforce various laws that have been uh, set up by the state, 
How do you handle that? Now, we talked about maybe somebody um, wanting to bring in a big group of people to a campsite and going through the Missouri Department of Conservation and filling out some paperwork if something like that happens and you stumble across a group of people. How would you handle something like that? And and, and especially if somebody, and, and let's give, uh, in this instance, the public the benefit of the doubt, and they had no idea that they had to, you know, put uh, put in any paperwork in order for them to bring in a big group of people. How would you handle something like that? You know, there's, um, there's a lot to be said about education, mm-hmm. KB. So you can, you can accomplish just as much by educating people um, about the regulations with warnings uh, versus documenting it in, in a citation form. So there's, there's always an opportunity for education there. Um, in that specific instance, I think my, um, I guess what, what my actions would be is I would say, Hey, you know, this is the proper steps for future instances. You need to call the office, um, just fill out the paperwork. As for now, let's split these campsites into two so that it's not one big group. We're not getting complaints from others coming down and saying, well, you know, there's a huge group down there. Are they doing everything right? Yeah. We can split it into two campsites instead of one big campsite. Um, let them off with a warning and just know that for future reference that they need to fill out that paperwork. And then you're dealing with somebody who you know full well is aware of what it is they're supposed to be doing and how they're supposed to be doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, it's like law enforcement. Uh, uh, you're an enforcement agent as well. Yeah. And uh, so you end up having to deal with someone who yeah, let's, you know full well probably understands uh, what it is they've done wrong. Yeah, let's take that same same group mm-hmm. and say it's a year later. Well, I can look in our system and say, you know, I talk to thousands of people every year. So I can look in my, my phone or in my system on my computer and say, you know what? I actually talked to you about this last year, right. and I gave you a warning, mm-hmm. and here we are. 12 months later and, yeah. and we're in the same situation maybe that warning didn't take effect maybe that education wasn't you know wasn't taken to heart maybe maybe we need to go a step farther this right, time right and you know maybe um a lot of times attitude plays into it as well mm. not only you know are they receptive to the education that you're trying to provide or, or or the explanation of the rules and why we do it sure um if they don't care about any of it and say you know kick rocks get out of here well maybe we'll just start with a ticket (laughs) (laughs) like anything else there's a way to be diplomatic and if diplomacy doesn't work then uh, there's always the other end where uh, maybe a citation is necessary and and i don't you know think in most cases any of the agents want to go that direction right away they probably would like to take the opportunity to find out a little bit more about the situation absolutely completely yeah. and understand uh, what a particular person or group is is doing where they're from maybe they have no knowledge of uh, the way things work here because they do it differently in their state so maybe they think that applies here in Missouri as well yeah um, there's a like I said there's a lot of room for education conservation agents are really good about um, using their discretion you know we don't we don't have a certain number that we need to hit every year right. we don't have quotas um we're really good about explaining the rules understanding the situation and i think we have a, a pretty good reputation uh with the public about being a more friendly uh more friendly officer yeah. you know there are some uh, some officers that are just you know hard-nosed this is the law and this is what the law is and, right um 
we're not like that all the time. So we well, get that opportunity to, to kind of use that discretion a lot You act more. as a liaison as well for the state of Missouri. Yeah. And when people handle a situation a certain way, uh, you know, uh, the people that are here visiting or even local people uh, see that as, uh, you know, something uh, that uh, is positive. And uh, when they have a positive experience, they're more likely to go back and tell their uh, their friends and say, hey, you know what, we had such a great time in Missouri. Yeah. We, we did encounter an issue, but uh, Agent Tyler Brown w- worked with us and uh, uh, everything uh, turned out okay. We're more uh, cognizant to the rules and regulations, so when we go back, we'll know what to do and how to do it. That's right. And, you know, our main goal is, is to increase voluntary compliance. So if we can educate somebody, whether it be through a, you know, a chat or, or through a citation, uh, if we can get them educated so that we don't have issues moving forward, that's that's what we're looking for. Every uh, organization, every group at some point, Tyler, likes to maybe, uh, you know, update uh, the way they do things, bring in new types of technology. Is there anything that you're doing differently now, or is there anything that is uh, going to be coming down the, uh, the pike here uh, in the next year as far as how the Missouri Department of Conservation handles things, any new equipment, any new procedures, or is it basically business as usual? Um, so it's pretty much business as usual. Um, we're, we're trying to get on board with some of the technology things. We're, we've got uh, laptop mounts in our patrol trucks now, so we've got access to our computer at our fingertips, um, whereas you know we used to have to go to an office or, or back home to access all that. So we've got that and the Wi-Fi stuff all set up in our, in our vehicles. Yeah. Um, we're working on getting a system similar to Highway Patrol where we're able to run a license plate or uh, run a person right there on our laptop. Sure. Um, there's a lot of intricacies that go into that with working with the Department of Public Safety and getting getting the right signatures and, and things like that um, to get it up and going. Um, not really anything new coming on the public forefront. You know, we've got our, our Mo Hunting app. We've got our Mo Fishing app. You can go on either one of those apps and buy your permits and check your deer, check your turkey, all those things. Right. You can find fish in hot spots. Um, we have a Mo Outdoors app as well that shows you conservation areas throughout the state. Um, just those three things, those three apps right there um, are invaluable to Missourians looking for something to do. Do they still put out the uh, Conservationist magazine? They do, yeah. It's free to Missouri residents. Right. Um, comes out each month if you are a non-resident to missouri you can still get that shipped to your address uh, but there is a small fee that applies to cover all that got to cover those stamps right Uh, they also have the the uh explore kids magazine which is a a kind of a missouri conservationist for for the younger folks they they can apply to receive those as well for free delivered to any missouri household and i remember we used to get the little wildlife code books they still put those out we do we still put those out we put out the hunting and fishing regulations uh trapping regulations deer season pamphlet and spring turkey season pamphlet so um, we still produce the paper copies of all that stuff Mm -hmm. you can get all those at our camdenton office um, on thunder mountain road near bridal cave you can get them at Walmart. You could probably pick them up at Jack's Sporting Goods, at Fitz's Fishing. Any of your outdoor-type stores yeah. uh, in the lake area is probably going to have those pamphlets. Well, that's certainly good news, folks. So there is uh, uh, 
uh, a lot of different outlets, a lot of different ways to obtain the information, a paper copy online, what have you. But uh, certainly a great opportunity to uh, speak with Agent Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation. I appreciate you taking time to come in. And uh, as always, we'd like to have you back uh, maybe as we get a little closer to fall to start kind of reminding people some of the things they need to keep in mind with the hunting season yep. coming up. I'd love to. And uh, just anything else, because I know there are certain opportunities, certain places, and maybe not everyone here at the lake is especially if they're new to the area, uh, realize those opportunities, and we want to make that uh, as open to the public as humanly possible. Thank you, my friend. It's great to see you back. Thanks for having me. And uh, as always, uh, like I said, the door is always open. You'll always have a seat at the table. So we'll make it a point to get Tyler back in here in a while and talk some more about some of the great things going on here in the state of Missouri. We are straight up 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, and we've got information for you with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider from Lake TV. We're at about, uh, oh, looks like like seven, uh, make it 60, I'm sorry, 67 degrees. It just updated before my eyes. We'll take care of business, and when we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines to you. If you've got something on your mind you'd like to discuss, we'll let you know who's going to be on the program tomorrow. We'll talk about some other information that we have and uh, get your thoughts on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. It is the daily show on Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 16th. A 19-year-old was injured in an ATV crash near Highway O. Trevin Reynolds of Camden was driving a black four-wheel ATV on a dirt trail when the ATV traveled over a steep incline and rolled forward onto the driver. Reynolds sustained moderate injuries and was transported by Midmo EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. There may be a new catamaran competitor at shootout this year, and its massive V-16 engines are bound to make an impression. JBS Racing, 42-foot MTI catamaran currently competing at Lake of the Ozarks shootout. JBS Racing will be the first time an active Class 1 race boat team has run in shootout. And mini shootout is almost here and racers are ready to tear up the water. These mini boat racers will be speeding these miniature race boats across the water August 20th and 21st at Ha Ha Tonka Cove. The mini boats really can hum and these races feature nearly as much excitement as shootout itself. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It's uh, off and running for the Cardinals. They're in a tight battle for first place with Milwaukee right now. And the Cardinals, after taking yesterday off, open a three-game home series against Colorado today. So they'll have three games against the Rockies at home, and then the Redbirds hit the road to play at Arizona next weekend. As for the Royals, no off days this week. They opened a three-game series on the road at Minnesota yesterday. They continue that today. Then after they're done with the Twins, they head to Tampa to take on the Rays in a four-game series over the weekend. Now, the Chiefs, of course, into the fourth week of training camp. They lost that preseason opener Saturday in Chicago. They uh, really looked good when they had uh, Mahomes and the starters in there. Led it 14 to nothing at halftime. So the Chiefs gearing up for preseason game number. Number two, that'll be this Saturday against Washington. They'll kick that off at Arrowhead at 3 o'clock. Now, the new buyers of the Denver Broncos are spending a record amount to buy that team. Uh, How much is an NFL team worth these days? Well, they're buying the Broncos for $4.5 billion. That is a new high for a North American sports team. As for college football, the AP preseason poll is out. Alabama sits at number one. They're followed by Ohio State, defending national champion Georgia, Clemson and Notre Dame round out the top 10. Mizzou, they will open the season on Thursday, September 1st at home against Louisiana Tech. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see him every day, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you six local Lake Area shows. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too, with over 40,000 followers on Facebook. Make sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. And streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. What does the Bible say about leadership? 1 Peter 5.3 puts it this way, Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. The early church saw Roman conquerors leading by violence and the Pharisees leading by commandments, and they wanted no part of it. Worldly leaders lead by force. We see it in foreign dictators. We see it in international terrorism. Unfortunately, we see it in the wheeling and dealing of our own politicians. Biblical leaders, however, lead by doing right and encouraging others to join and follow. The question is what believers ought to believe. Jesus called his disciples to this new kind of leadership in Matthew 20:25, saying, You know that the leaders of the Gentiles lorded over them, but it shall not be among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant.
Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred, but Flash isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact 20. Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Right back in your ears at 9.08 on this Tuesday morning, the 16th day of August, and who would have thunk it, right? We just uh, have been enduring lots and lots and lots of rain, and Mother Nature said, well, I'm a little behind, maybe I should uh, help them get caught up. And we appreciate it. We really do. Don't uh, don't think we don't appreciate it, Mother Nature. <laughs> but maybe a slow, steady rain. Yeah. Got an update on the weather forecast. Uh, steady rain this morning. Showers continuing this afternoon. A high near 70 degrees on this 16th day of August. And then really, we don't look as though we're going to jump out of the uh, low to mid-80s anytime soon. We might have to, of course, deal with that humidity. That is just a fact of life at this time of year. Then light rain early, then remaining cloudy with showers overnight, a low of 64 tomorrow. Partly cloudy at 82, sunny on Thursday, a high of 84, mostly sunny at 86 on Friday. Morning showers and thunderstorms possible Saturday with a high of 86. Isolated thunderstorms. And 83 on Sunday, some morning showers possible on Monday and a high of 82 degrees. Then looking ahead, as of right now, temperatures basically in the low to mid-80s for highs and lows, it looks like, in the uh, mid-60s. So we'll see how that uh, works out, if that doesn't change for us. Again, some information, and I've been receiving uh, updates and uh, watches and warnings. Uh, The most recent information I have through the weather service that I use says there is a flash flood warning in effect for 1 o'clock uh, for Camden County and uh, northern Camden County, southern Miller County, as well as northern Pulaski County. And uh, I just received my update from uh, Camden County Emergency Management. Uh, their, uh, their warning says that uh, today from like now until about 3 o'clock this afternoon, there is a flash flood warning in effect 
for Camden County. Again, this is from Camden County Emergency Management. And it's easy for you to uh, sign up for this. You can uh, call the office or sign up for their weather alerts. And uh, essentially, what they get is the weather alerts from the National Weather Service in Springfield almost instantaneously as they are issued. And then you turn around, and uh, they will issue these for folks who are signed up and a part of the system. They call you. And they also uh, issue text messages, so that's another good way to kind of get an idea of what's happening with the weather, no matter what time of the year it may be. 9-11 is our time, and we do have uh, an update with uh, what we've got out there at uh, Bagnell Dam. Current lake level at 659.44, river level at 553.82, surface water temp at 82 degrees. We'll see if that number goes down as far as the surface water temperature. So there you go. Wanted to remind folks we've got uh, some great programming coming up for you tomorrow on The Key, and that would be Ike Skelton. He will join me starting at 810, the next presiding commissioner of Camden County. Also, we will have an opportunity to hear from Professor Jim Paisley, and he's got a great program. With all that's been going on with the um, FBI, the DOJ, Jim is going to delve into the history of the FBI, and we will uh, find out more about uh, how it started and certainly uh, maybe even bring you up to speed as to where they are today. And that should be some interesting conversation. I want to send a shout-out to a couple of different folks. We've got some information here to pass along. My friends over at uh, Lake TV, one of our great media partners, as well as LakeExpo.com. Don't forget uh, the cup of coffee with Will and Chris. They do uh, tape a new show every Tuesday. And then they air it seven days a week at 8.02 a.m., 1.02 p.m., and 8.02 p.m. The Community Spotlight with Chris Schneider, who handles sports duties for us here through Lake TV. Uh, You can check out the Community Spotlight daily, 9.02 a.m., 3.02 p.m., and 7.02 p.m. This week, it's Alan Sullivan with the Crossover Christian Music Festival, and then uh, Michael and Tony Wagner with the Shootout Hall of Fame. And I have to say, we're going to be talking with uh, Michael and uh, probably Tony as part of our shoot uh, for What's Burning. And we film the shows. uh, The new show comes out on Thursdays. It airs seven days a week at 7.02 a.m., 5.02 p.m., 11.02 p.m. But uh, Michael and Tony Wagner, who are very, very, very involved in the community, and it was great to talk to Michael yesterday. Michael, if you're listening, thank you for the opportunity. We're going to uh, talk about the Pumpkin Chunkin' Palooza with Lori Sunrise Beach Rotary. Uh, They get on board to help out with that event. It is uh, out at Ozarks Amphitheater. And we'll talk more with uh, Michael and uh, possibly Tony tomorrow when they're in for the shoot at Lake TV. But also we're going to have them on here uh, right on Key Radio, in particular Michael Wagner. And we'll talk more about uh, what is going on there. Don't forget the great classic Lake TV high school games on Tuesdays and Friday nights at uh, 832. And you can check out uh, Lake TV on Como Channel 90, Roku, MyLakeTV.com. You heard Chris mention it during the sportscast that they have over 40,000 followers on the Lake TV Facebook page. So, again, a good way for you to see what's happening in the community. Wanted to mention, uh, uh, well, there was an event uh, yesterday at the Sunrise Bible Church with... uh, the Missouri Right to Life Lake of the Ozarks chapter. They had their event uh, last night. But uh, we talked yesterday with Martha White. And Martha is a uh, a lady who at 10 years old left the country of Cuba 
and came to the United States in, uh, on August the 20th, this Saturday, at uh, the library there on South Campbell in Springfield from, I believe, 9.30 until 11 in the morning. They're going to be having uh, her uh, as their guest speaker talking about her journey from Cuba to the United States and uh, what it has meant for her to be a United States citizen and some of the things that she is seeing in this country at the current time uh, that have her a little concerned about our future as far as uh, communism. We've talked uh, a lot about socialism, and we have had an opportunity to uh, discuss that. Of course, uh, the democratic socialists, and uh, no matter how you dress it up, you know, putting lipstick on a pig, you still have the word socialist or socialism in there. And uh, I guess you can't really hide it. It is what it is. I was wondering, and I heard about this, uh, and and I don't know, it it just doesn't seem like it was a story that was uh, very well covered by the the media, and that is a, a story regarding... Salman Rushdie, and you might remember him from back in the 80s when he came out with his book, Satanic Verses, and he was on the Muslim hit list. Uh, award-winning author Salman Rushdie is awake and articulate in his conversation with investigators as he remains hospitalized for severe injuries following a stabbing attack in western New York Friday. A law enforcement official with direct knowledge of the investigation told CNN Monday, Rushdie, 75, underwent emergency surgery after a man allegedly stabbed him several times before his scheduled lecture uh, at the uh, Chautauqua Institution. The writer whose books have garnered him awards was conscious Monday and able to respond to questions from investigators, according to the law enforcement official. It's unclear what Rushdie told investigators following the attack that shook the literary world and prompted immediate condemnation from around the globe. I know the White House had sent out a, uh, a press release saying they condemned the attack. The suspect in the attack identified as a 24-year-old allegedly uh, jumped onto the stage at the uh, Chautauqua Institution about 70 miles southwest of Buffalo, New York, and lunged toward Rushdie, repeatedly stabbing him, according to New York State Police. The suspect was held down by audience members and staff who forced him to the ground until he was arrested by a state trooper. Now, uh, the one thing that came to mind is uh, that, of course, Rushdie was on the hit list. Rushdie was on this this hit list, and for a while he was living uh, in seclusion, and his whereabouts were unknown, I guess, for the most part. But do you ever really come off of the hit list? And the man who attacked him was 24 years old, so he was obviously someone who had uh, seen and heard and knew about uh, Satanic Verses and what it was that uh, Rushdie was all about. Uh, But they don't know where this person spent the night, and they are working with the institution to comb through surveillance footage to determine whether he was near the area during overnight hours. However, I guess maybe after a while, do you think he started to let his guard down a little bit? And uh, maybe somebody had just been planning and calculating an opportunity to try and... uh, Try and get a crack at him. 
573-633-5395. Your thoughts on uh, Solomon Rushdie. Your thoughts on anything else. Uh, I believe, uh, and I was going to look here for this this morning, uh, Laura Ingram had, uh, a pos- uh, had possibly been uh, talking about maybe people are getting tired of Donald Trump. And I wanted to uh, bring that uh, up here, this article that I'm uh, just about ready to... (laughs) Uh, This article here, um, this is from The Independent, and it's been covered by MSN... uh, It says, even Laura Ingram thinks America is tired of Trump. Maybe it's time to turn the page. I don't know if this surprises anybody and how much of this was actually taken out of context or is uh, spot on. But uh, Fox News anchor Laura Ingram has said the U.S. may want to turn the page on Donald Trump and get someone who follows the former president's policy, but it is not him. Calling the former president a friend of hers for 25 years, the primetime anchor said people uh, conflate Mr. Trump with a general overall sense of happiness in the U.S., The country, I think, is so exhausted. They're exhausted by the battle, the constant battle, that they may believe that, well, maybe it's time to turn the page if we can't get someone who has all Trump's policies who's not Trump, right? Ingram said while speaking with Fox News contributor Lisa Booth on her podcast, The Truth with Lisa Booth on Monday, she added that the problem is not really about Mr. Trump but more about his views, which she said included calling out military failures and U.S. China ties Uh, during his administration. She also said the Republican Party does not warm up to his views. It's not really about Trump, right? This is about the views that Trump now brought to the floor for the Republican Party. They uh, don't like his views. They don't like the fact that he called out the military for their failures, that he wanted us to pull out of Iraq and Afghanistan, that he wanted to treat China and our trade relationship with China in a much It was smarter but much different way than globalists preferred, Ingram said in the 32-minute-long podcast. In uh, what appeared to be a criticism directed towards left-leaning individuals, liberals, and seemingly climate activists, Ingram said people have condemned the American way of life. They think borders are immoral. They think uh, owning big SUVs is immoral. They think eating too much beef is immoral. Having air conditioning is immoral. These people think that the American way of life is immoral. She added that uh, the former president's views of sending all those illegal immigrants back to Mexico under the Remain in Mexico policy were also not liked. The Fox News anchor also named Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as she continued the Republican frontrunners for the 2024 presidential polls, claiming the GOP could face staunch competition in which people may not want Mr. Trump. So how do you feel about that? Does that seem like something that uh, uh, might start gaining momentum? Uh, Certainly uh, the left might start trying to uh, influence people on the right to to say, well, maybe this just isn't the way that we should go. Maybe uh, it's something that, for one reason or another, uh, is, uh, is not really what people in the United States want, and and, and certainly the mainstream media will feed off of something like this. 
but the question remains with everything that Donald Trump has gone through and will continue to go through up to the point of whether or not he decides to run in 2024, does it make sense to start putting the emphasis, the focus on someone else like a Ron DeSantis? Does it make the cause that Trump has uh, has uh, fought the good fight on as far as when he was president uh, and a lot of people rejected his views. Did they reject his views because they really didn't feel the way he did or were they rejecting his views because it wasn't popular? And we've talked about this before in the sense that, all right, fine. Do you make the right decision, the hard decision, or do you agree and make the popular decision? She goes on to say, and it doesn't really matter in the end whether it's Trump making a populist conservative points or whether it's DeSantis or someone like him. They're going to come full bore against any Republican, even an establishment one. They saw what they did to Mitt Romney. Romney was a caricature of Thurston Howell III by the time they got done with him back in 2012, she added likening the senator to a character from the sitcom Gilligan's Island after his failed run for president against Barack Obama. So, yeah, Trump is a placeholder right now for the ire and fury of the left, but anyone who steps into that breach is going to find the same, find the same pain being thrust at him or her. And do you see anyone on the right, a conservative, a Republican, a true Republican, as far as any women that might be groomed for a possible run for the presidency in 2024. Does this make you at all concerned, do you think? Because maybe what happens is somebody else decides to step up, or, you know, they'll go through a group of candidates like they normally would, uh, much like the... Uh, Democrats debating. The Republicans will do the same thing. They'll pick a candidate that they feel is the strongest. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, a lot of people jump on board to begin with, and then they start to whittle it down to uh, maybe two or three candidates that would have the best chance on either side. Certainly, uh, DeSantis is probably the leader as far as Republicans are concerned. But if he were to uh, step into the spotlight, so to speak, would they then start dragging him through the mud, much like they did with and are doing with Donald Trump? Do they start looking back at the man's history? Do they start trying to find skeletons in his closet? Well, of course they do. I think that's a given. That uh, goes without saying. And then how do you deflect that? And how does Trump help to support DeSantis? Or does Donald Trump say, you know what? Come hell or high water, it doesn't make any difference. I'm running for president of the United States. There was obviously some concern after 2020 as to whether or not Donald Trump would run again. And there were people saying that, uh, yes, he's uh, still interested in running. There were people who said, no, no, he doesn't wish to run. He's had enough. And I think you have to look at a lot of different contributing factors with all of this. And uh, certainly... Uh, Things like uh, his family. Does he want to put them under the microscope yet again? Uh, Have we found out everything we can possibly find out about uh, Trump's kids, uh, Melania, anyone uh, even slightly considered to be somebody that uh, supports Trump? And when people hear about uh, 
various politicians that get behind Trump, did they then become uh, put in the or put under the microscope in their own right, wherever they may be, if they're a governor, if they're a senator, if they're uh, even on the local level? So is it time to maybe say to Donald Trump, uh, would somebody do you think go up to him and say, look, you've been through a lot, and Mar-a-Lago was uh, basically, uh, it's prob- not, probably not the uh, end-all, do-all, but it is something, again, and, 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 and the way this is being framed, I find this interesting as well. Okay, there's no exact idea of the type of documents that they're talking about being seized. Now, it could be this, it might be that, but could be and might be are not the hard, concrete proof. They're just uh, speculating at this point. And, 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 and that seems to be the direction that the media goes when they go after Donald Trump. There's a lot of speculation. Because obviously they've gone after him, gone after the man plenty of times in the past. But is it time for Trump to say, you know what, this has been too much of a distraction. I mean, the January 6th thing isn't over yet. They're still trying to find somebody to bring something to the table that really incriminates Donald Trump. They're trying desperately to find something to convict him on. Uh, whether it's documents, whether it's uh, January 6th, whether it's something that they're holding on to that they, as we get closer uh, to the Republicans determining who it is they'd like to get behind, if it's Trump, if it's DeSantis, if it's someone else, something that they're holding on to, their quote-unquote, no pun intended, Trump card. 928. Laura Ingram, it says here in this article, by the way, has routinely expressed sympathy for the former president. Can you remember an instance or a case where there has been a president that has just taken a beating to the point where they were running for office, when they were in office, after they have left office? Can you think of anyone, and it doesn't make any difference, Republican, Democrat, can you think of anyone that has taken the type of beating that Donald Trump has taken? Nixon, Reagan, Bush 1, Bush 2, Clinton, Obama, Carter. (laughs) Certainly, uh, you know, we're seeing it a lot with Joe Biden, but I think Joe Biden creates a lot of his own problems. It's not always digging up something that he has said, and there are plenty of sound bites to work off of. But right now, what we're seeing with Uh, A person in an office that they would consider one of the most powerful people in the world. He kind of makes his own press. And there isn't uh, a lot that they have to do at this point uh, to dig things up because he pretty much steps in it uh, plain and simple each and every day. If he's out doing something in the public eye, if he's making a speech, it's pretty easy. 9.30 9.30 is our time. We've got one more information break to get to. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. That's right, Lightning. We've got one more information break to get to. I said that, and he, he popped right up. Janice LaCasse brought him a little bed this morning so he doesn't have to sleep on the hard floor or lay on the hard floor. You, sir, definitely lead a dog's life.
and that's not a bad thing. Stacy Johnson with information from our media partners at lakeexpo.com. Chris Schneider with a check of sports from our media partners at lakeexpo.com and uh, Lake TV and all of those wonderful things. We are uh, here and uh, able to talk with you. If you've got something you'd like to contribute to the program, feel free on the other side of our information break on the Key Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, August 16th. A 19-year-old was injured in an ATV crash near Highway O. Trevin Reynolds of Camden was driving a black four-wheel ATV on a dirt trail when the ATV traveled over a steep incline and rolled forward onto the driver. Reynolds sustained moderate injuries and was transported by Midmo EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. There may be a new catamaran competitor at shootout this year, and its massive V16 engines are bound to make an impression. JBS Racing, 42-foot MTI catamaran currently competing at Lake of the Ozark shootout. JBS Racing will be the first time an active Class 1 race boat team has run in shootout. And mini shootout is almost here and racers are ready to tear up the water. These mini boat racers will be speeding these miniature race boats across the water August 20th and 21st at Haha Tonka Cove. The mini boats really can hum and these races feature nearly as much excitement as shootout itself. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new products, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product list. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories. Uh, But we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. It's uh, off and running for the Cardinals. They're in a tight battle for first place with Milwaukee right now. And the Cardinals, after taking yesterday off, open a three-game home series against Colorado today. So they'll have three games against the Rockies at home. And then the Redbirds hit the road to play at Arizona next weekend. As for the Royals, no off days this week. They opened a three 
three-game series on the road at Minnesota yesterday. They continue that today. Then after they're done with the Twins, they head to Tampa to take on the Rays in a four-game series over the weekend. Now, the Chiefs, of course, into the fourth week of training camp. They lost that preseason opener Saturday in Chicago. They uh, really looked good when they had uh, Mahomes and the starters in there. Let it 14 to nothing at halftime. So the Chiefs gearing up for preseason game number two. That'll be this Saturday against Washington. They'll kick that off at Arrowhead at 3 o'clock. Now the new buyers of the Denver Broncos are spending a record amount to buy that team. Uh, how much is an NFL team worth these days? Well, they're buying the Broncos for $4.5 billion. That is a new high for a North American sports team. As for college football, the AP preseason poll is out. Alabama sits at number one. They're followed by Ohio State, defending national champion Georgia, Clemson and Notre Dame round out the top 10. Mizzou, they will open the season on Thursday, September 1st, at home against Louisiana Tech. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see him every day, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you six local Lake Area shows. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too, with over 40,000 followers on Facebook. Make sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. And streaming live all the time on your computer at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. 
please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation. This is your chance to get involved in community radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Welcome back, Daily Show 938. Enjoying another beautiful yet wet day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Let me see if I can get a quick update as far as the temperature is concerned. 68 degrees now in Osage Beach. We're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Flash flood warning in effect for the area. Now, uh, you might hear a couple of different things going on here. Uh, The one flash flood warning that I have uh, from the uh, weather service that I subscribe to, they say that the uh, flash flood warning is in effect until, let's see here, I believe it is uh, 1 o'clock today. And then I received another uh, message, a text from uh, Camden County Emergency Management saying that the flash flood watch remains in effect until 3 o'clock. Either way, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, be cognizant of your surroundings. Uh, if you have a particular place uh, that you travel through that uh, does incorporate a low water crossing or a stream or a creek, by all means, uh, just be careful. Flash flood warning in effect for northern Camden County, southern Miller County, and northern Pulaski County. And that is until 1 o'clock, and maybe things are a little different for folks here in Camden County. But uh, we will keep you updated to the best of our ability before we wrap things up this morning at 10 o'clock. 70 the high, 64 the low today. Rain early then, uh, as they're uh, saying, looks like uh, some clouds, some showers this afternoon. Rain chance at 100%. uh, Rainfall near a half inch. uh, Locally heavy rain possible. We've endured a lot of that. And then steady light rain this evening. Showers continuing overnight and a low of 64. Partly cloudy and 82 tomorrow, sunny and 84 Thursday, mostly sunny and 86 on Friday. Uh, some uh, morning showers and thunderstorms possible on Saturday, a high of 86. Isolated thunderstorms and 83 on Sunday. And the rain chances, uh, as I look, don't really get above 50% with the Saturday being the day that uh, we could possibly see something. But anything is possible, as you know here at the Lake of the Ozarks and throughout the great state of Missouri. So, just to be aware, just be aware. And I would imagine at this point, uh, let me take a look at the uh, the radar. A lot of the heavy rain has moved out of the area, and it looks like uh, maybe just a few uh, very light showers traversing their way through the Tri-County region. There is more uh, it looks like off to the northwest of us that is moving through Kansas. Uh, We'll have to continue to see whether or not that is going to build into anything that uh, could dump more heavy rain on us. But at this point, uh, again, uh, getting a bit of a break, and uh, we thank you, Mother Nature, for that. Uh, It looks like, uh, once again, that uh, things, a bit of a, a difference in the temperature. I see 63 degrees now in Camdenton and 68 in Osage Beach. 573. 633-5395, the number to the uh, Key Radio Community Hotline. And what do you have on your mind? How are we doing now that the election is over? What is the uh, local beef? What is on the minds of a lot of people uh, in the Tri-County region, uh, in particular maybe Miller County, or in particular Camden County? I saw some people talking about uh, paying to park 
at a football game, the high school football game. And that they, I guess they offer uh, an opportunity to pay to park. They offer uh, preferred seating. And really, that is nothing new. That is something that a lot of schools have been doing for one reason or another. Uh, If people prefer to use that, then uh, it's there for them if they would like to pay a little extra money. I know in most cases, it doesn't cost anything to park at a high school football game. It costs a little bit to get in. Uh, But they are... And I don't think this is the first year they've offered it at Camdenton. I think they did it, uh, I think they did it last year, and I don't know, maybe the year before. Uh, But uh, as is the case, if you want to spend the extra money, get uh, a place that's a little closer to park, and maybe get some preferred seating, uh, that's up to you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people uh, have questions as to where the money's going to go. But preferred parking and preferred seating at high school football games, it, 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 it's kind of like, you know, I guess you have that on the college level. You certainly have that on the professional level. Uh, and now maybe they're just trying to find a new revenue stream to help out a group or organization involved with the school. Uh, maybe some extracurricular activities. Uh, maybe it helps them maintain the field. Maybe it helps provide uh, new uniforms or equipment. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily know where the money goes, but I know there were some folks on social media talking about it, and uh, people were just surprised. But uh, it does happen and to other schools around the state as well. I know, uh, was it uh, up in Columbia? They have some schools that uh, participate in this type of a program. And it's not just for football. It's for other sports as well, like soccer. Uh I would imagine they probably do it wherever they can to uh, make a little extra scratch. And as I said, I'm not sure where the money goes at this particular point, but you got to believe that uh, it's not something that uh, just kind of popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> well, well, it did the first couple of times around, I, I would imagine that, but it's not something that uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, Maybe you want to use it. Maybe you don't want to use it. I'm sure they still offer handicapped parking uh, for people, and you don't have to pay for that. But I was also reading a post from a friend of mine on Facebook, and she had started kind of a really cool uh, place for people to hang out off the beaten path, and we talked with Chrissy McCormick. Uh, and uh, the uh, Ozark Backwoods tours that she was providing. And apparently, I guess, she uh, had some issues with staffing. Are we still seeing those issues around the area? And if so, what are we doing about it? Uh, Is there anything out there that we're trying to do these days to make things a little bit easier, a little bit better? And uh, what are some of the, and and I've heard all kinds of things in terms of how companies, businesses, local businesses, uh, the big box stores are trying to attract employees. They have signing bonuses. Uh, They're offering uh, more money to uh, take various positions uh, in, in, in some pretty impressive amounts. Does that seem to be doing the trick? And what about local businesses, local restaurants, local stores, local attractions? Are they doing anything to try and bridge the gap as far as having enough employees? Because as you know, there are a lot of businesses, and one in particular that comes to mind, 
that used to be open seven days a week, and now I think they're closed on Mondays. And I don't know if they're closed uh, any other day of the week besides Mondays. But, again, staffing shortages have become a real problem. Now, I know there are certain businesses where there's a pretty high amount of turnover. Somebody takes a job and realizes that the job uh, requires work and says, well, mm, (laughs) maybe this isn't the job for me. And have you ever done that? Have you taken a job someplace and you realized after you started, maybe it wasn't all it was cracked up to be? Maybe it was sold. The the bill of goods as far as what you do, your responsibilities, uh, if you take this job, uh, I know people who have gone in and filled out applications and they haven't shown up for interviews. A lot of people do that. I was talking to uh, a local dock builder who said, you know, I've got tons of people that come in and fill out applications for the job, but then it just doesn't go anywhere after that. They never show up. And so... What are we doing? What do you hear? What do you know? Give me a call this morning again, 573-633-5395. So many of you listening, and uh, I would be interested to hear from some of you this morning because I would imagine that uh, you might work for someone or you might even own a company where having enough employees to fill all the spots and do the job is rather tough. Lightning thinks I'm just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) It's all right, buddy. Uh, He was on his whirlwind tour of Europe and Asia, and now he's uh, successfully returned to the Lake of the Ozarks and uh, hanging out with me. I posted a picture of the two of us last night on Facebook. He is uh, alive and well. So many people have asked and inquired about his well-being. Well, he is doing very, very well and hanging out with me all the time. Anyway, getting back to the business at hand, how are we addressing employ, employment shortages, employee shortages? Is it something that you feel is, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it seems to me like some of the big box stores are throwing everything they have at uh, trying to hire employees. As I said, signing bonuses and uh, starting pay that is just uh, unbelievable. Remember when people were were requesting or demanding 15 to $20 an hour and people said, well, that'll never happen, uh, and certainly on the local level. But it is happening, and it is happening now as a direct result of COVID. Uh, and who knows how that will play out again as we get a little closer to COVID season or flu season. We've got now the... Um, Folks on the national level saying that monkeypox is something that we need to deal with. It is uh, something that uh, is is an emergency. And I wonder what road we'll go down when it comes to monkeypox and the things that we'll be asked to do, uh, the things that we'll be required to do. Do you see monkeypox as the next big epidemic in the United States? There have been uh, cases of it reported. There have been deaths reported. But again, is it something that is significant enough to merit some sort of a national approach or it is on the emergency list? Or do you feel like maybe this is just, oh, I don't know, 
a whole lot about nothing. And I guess it's not uh, something that, well, if you are someone who has suffered or know someone who has suffered from monkeypox or has, uh, if uh, this is the crisis, the next big crisis. 9.50 is our time. An asteroid almost two and a half times the size of a dinosaur is set to have a close flyby with the Earth on Tuesday, uh, according to NASA's Asteroid Tracker. If you want to track asteroids, near-Earth asteroids, meteorites, things like that, go to spaceweather.com. It's a uh, it's a great website. And they actually have cameras set up all over the place that uh, do uh, record uh, some of these things entering the Earth's atmosphere. But uh, the asteroid in question has been designated 2022PW and is currently heading in our direction. The asteroid in question will pass by on uh, August 16th. Today as noted by the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, specifically at the speed of 7.47 kilometers per second, which equates to 26,892 kilometers per hour. It also is roughly equal to nearly 22 times the speed of sound. What is especially noteworthy about this asteroid heading near Earth, however, is the distance. According to NASA's CNEOS, the asteroid 22, or 2022PW is set to pass the Earth at a distance of approximately 529,000 kilometers. To put it in perspective, it says the moon on average orbits the Earth at a distance of around 384,000 kilometers. This being the asteroid, uh, this means that uh, asteroid 2022PW will be farther from the Earth than the moon, but only slightly so. It will still be very close, especially on a cosmic scale. How big is the asteroid coming towards Earth in 2022? Uh, it uh, is estimated, uh, as far as the diameter is concerned, that uh, it could be as wide as 51 meters. For context, the long neck uh, sauropod dinosaur, known as uh, Brachiosaurus, is thought by scientists to have been as long as 22 meters, which is around 2.3 times smaller. And so then it always raises the question, do you think that there is what they call, I guess, an Earth killer out there, right? One of those asteroids that has our name on it. And it's been a long time since we've seen anything uh, that would uh, concern us. Unless, of course, you watch like uh, FX or some of the other channels where they show a lot of the same movies like the Shawshank Redemption, the Die Hard series. Uh, Star Wars series, and Armageddon, which they show over and over and over again. Owen Wilson, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Liv Tyler, (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton, and a number of other actors, and they show that darn thing over and over and over again, Uh, like Independence Day with Will Smith. And I guess maybe they're afraid somebody out there may have missed the movie. And so they want to make sure 
that uh, you are paying close attention to what's going on. And again, my question is, do you feel as though there is an asteroid out there with our name on it? We've talked about this before. Uh, You've had a lot of near-Earth asteroids. You've had a lot of instances where uh, we've seen things and we've been keeping an eye on what's going on out in space. And then, you know, if there is one out there and it happens to show up in our lifetime, or anyone's lifetime, I guess, for that matter. What are you going to do? When you know we are square in the target of this thing, we are the target of this particular asteroid, they know it's going to hit Earth, they know it's going to do cataclysmic damage, they know that there's a good possibility that uh, a large amount of the population will be wiped off the face of the Earth. What are you going to do? Some folks said, well, you know, I'll get my lawn chair, I'll get a big bottle of tequila, a big bag of weed, um, you know, I'll, I'll call all the uh, people that I've wanted to spend time with intimately. <laughs> what would you do? How would you prepare for it? Uh, I guess there is really no way to prepare for it other than to bend over, grab your ankles, and you know what uh, goes on from there. However, there's got to be one out there somewhere. We have just been fortunate, I guess, for the thousands of years that we haven't had to encounter those. And we do know that at one point there was a dinosaur killer that uh, did away with the dinosaurs. And they say that, uh, I guess it was right around the Yucatan Peninsula, that they can see where the crater is. It's uh, not completely visible. Uh, Some of it is underwater. But, uh, again, what would you do? How would you prepare? What would you... Would you say that, uh, you know, this thing is... uh, That's it. That's all. There ain't no more. (laughs) We've got a couple of minutes left, and we've got a caller on the line. And, caller, it is great to hear from you this morning. Thanks for taking some time out uh, to call us on The Daily Show. What's up? Just south of Camdenton in the Decaturville area is the Decaturville Crater. Sure, been there plenty. It's got a six-mile circumference, Mm -hmm. and it's one of, I think, seven impacts, all from a collection of uh, asteroids that come by our neighborhood eons ago. And uh, I didn't know of its existence until I was standing in the uh, museum at Meteor Crater in Arizona, and there it showed uh, next to not close to home, and I got to looking at it real close, and my gosh, that's next door to us. When it's you, a uh, magnificent thing. When you drive down the new yeah. stretch of five, you can see the difference in how the rock is layered, and that is a direct result of the Decaturville crater when they had to go through there and remove the rock in order to put the new highway in. Uh, it's very evident, and uh, Bill Mulder and I spent some time on that. There was also a gentleman that went looking for the crater because he thought it would be something that uh, he could mine for precious metals, and he sunk all kinds of money into it and got investors to sink money into it, and it turned out to be a bust. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, we've been hit many times before, and uh, for people to think, oh, well, you know, it can never happen again. Uh, that's silly. Look at the moon. Yeah, sure. You know, our, our closest neighbor, and it's just pockmarked with impact points. Hey, listen, got to run, but you have yourself a good day. Thank you, sir. Great to hear from you. I appreciate you taking some time to call us. 
and to uh, give us a little information. Yeah, we've got that uh, Decaturville Crater, which is pretty amazing. Again, another uh, great reason to enjoy the Lake of the Ozarks. And uh, you never know what you're going to find here. I tell you what you will find is some great programming coming up here this morning, including John Williams with the Missouri Liberty Report. That will follow this particular program. Uh, Money for the Rest of Us, uh, the Nature Program, Your Best Version. Uh, David Porter, local attorney, he heads up that particular program. And uh, thank you, David. We appreciate your patronage. And uh, we also have a great show coming your way tomorrow. As a matter of fact, we will have uh, Ike Skelton on, the next presiding commissioner of Camden County. He will be uh, joining us uh, tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour, and your phone calls are welcome. Also, Professor Jim Paisley will take some time to enlighten us with the history of the FBI, with uh, all that's been going on recently with uh, the FBI, Mar-a-Lago, and the like, and uh, whose fault is it, who knew, who didn't know, what have they found, what haven't they found. Well, you can put all that to the side for the uh, 9 o'clock hour tomorrow morning and join Professor Jim Paisley and myself right here on The Daily Show. Uh, flash flood warning in effect for parts of uh, Camden, Miller, and Pulaski counties until 1 o'clock. Turn around, don't drown. And uh, please turn around and don't drown so you can join us tomorrow right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow.